Welcome to the Hammer and Quill, a Bonhoeffer House podcast exploring the good, true, and beautiful in the lives and vocations of interesting people, of our friends, of people like Holly Paulette. This is season two, episode one, a conversation with our friend and colleague, Holly Paulette. Here, welcome back. We're Woo. so glad you're joining us. Uh, what we're going to do today in this and this of uh, episode one, this first episode in the second season, is we're going to interview our newest staff member, our newest and quite possibly greatest, greatest, the, the star <laughs> that shines brightest. <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't take much, right? <laughs> when all the knives are dull, a halfway sharpened knife is very sharp. We're going to interview Holly Paulette and let you, our listeners, get to know her a little bit more. Talk about how she honors God in her vocation and her calling as mom wife farmer who you hates animals <laughs> don't say that we on. did well you did say it before no no <laughs> and now Morgan's gonna disown me and now uh bonhoeffer house staff member the three of us are going to also do a little preview of season two of the hammer quill talk a little bit about the bonhoeffer house who we are where we're going if this is your first time listening to the hammer quill here's what you need to know we are all about the good true and beautiful we want to look through the lens of Philippians 4, 8, which says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, if there's anything excellent, anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So much in our culture that grabs our attention is not good, true, and beautiful, right? Right, Michael? I forgot to yeah. introduce you, Michael. You're back in here. We rocked. Uh, we back. We're back together, <laughs> Michael Worrell, my co-host, compatriot. We never left. We just left the Actually, air. there is a pretty big update in your life. Uh, you have really always been on staff at the Bonhoeffer House, but you finally started getting paid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I finally started paying you yes. as the associate director. Yeah, I went from unpaid to future paid to finally paid. Finally paid. To finally pay. Congratulations, so, Michael. <laughs> that was big. Actually, it was big, wasn't it? It, it was. It's a lot yeah. better to get paid for your work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we want to stop and look at the lives and vocations of people that are serving God in a Philippians 4-8 kind of way. So the hammer and the quill represent uh, really like work and study, friendship. We, we really want to kind of look through the lenses of uh, how do you work how are you studying? How are you learning about the Lord and your place in his, uh, his plans and how he's working in the world? We want to look at friendship as well, like how, how uh, relationships help you. We want to know your work, your practices, how you've been formed, curious about tips and tricks, how you uh, care for goats and whatnot, even when I'm you don't, girl, you don't you love them. I'm your girl if you want to know about that. Uh, <laughs> we we, we want to know about unique habits and have some fun along the way. Holly, welcome to the hammer and quill what's going on in your life you just got back from somewhere why don't you tell us a little bit about that man well thank you yes i just got back mere hours ago it feels like from disney world went with my parents and my family and it was magical it, it was, was magical everything magical now do you That's really how need they that? advertise it i yeah, really we could probably get some sponsorship out of this <laughs> Disney World, do you hear us? Yeah. Do you hear us? They do, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Yeah. I'm sure they do. I'll send this to them. Yes, it was great. It was great. You know, there's something very special about watching um, your kids' imagination light up. And it was 
really cool to watch them, you know, see the characters and interact with the characters and not fully, you know, in, in a childlike, beautiful way, uh, be delighted with the magic of Disney. Jesse, the face you're giving me right now makes me feel like <laughs> you need to go back to I'm Disney remem- with no, a more no. open mind. <laughs> no, I'm remembering we took our kids with my brother and his family and uh, my dad and my stepmom. We went to Disney, I don't know, four years ago? Well, yeah, so Jenny was pregnant mm-hmm. with our youngest, so that would have been four years ago. And um, it was not magical. Mm, man. And I didn't see any imaginations. I woke up hot. And then I was just hot all day. Y'all went in the <laughs> summer, didn't you? Um, isn't it just hot there all the it time? It is pretty hot. I don't hot remember when we went. I it made some Florida. massive Amazon purchases prior to our trip to alleviate the heat, mm. which helped. Like which personal so air thank conditioning you, Amazon. Units. Do you we're, hear us? Yeah, Amazon. we're really, really working the angles. <laughs> working the angles. Uh, well, welcome to... Uh, this is just Holly at work. She's <laughs> like... <laughs> Always hustling. Holly, introduce yourself, right? So can you tell us like a, maybe a 90-second autobiography? Who are you? Yes, my name is Holly Paulette. I am the wife of Morgan and the mom of three kids. I have a nine-year-old, a four-year-old, and one that will be two in December. Um, yeah, I, uh, you can ask. No, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> um, Yep, I grew up in Richmond. I went to Virginia Tech. Go Hokies, Go right, Hokies. Michael? Met Michael That's at right. Virginia Tech. I was Go a huge um, Move Don't Wait, West oh of West fan back in the day. Oh, Move Don't Wait. So what's Move Don't Wait, Michael, yeah, for Michael, our could listeners? Yeah, Michael, you tell us about Can Move Can they don't find wait? the music on Spotify? This Can is you find Move Don't Wait on Spotify? This is unfair. There Michael was in a band in college. There used to only be one staff member who would bring up my... You're ashamed of this band, but you shouldn't be. It was a great band. I have a CD. Do you really? Ooh, you know what? <laughs> Could we add For that to music? the show notes? You know, I am the editor. So <laughs> yeah. I'll have, have to sneak that in at some point. To like, cut all of this. Yeah, <laughs> maybe our intro music could be a Move Don't Wait song. Move Don't Wait, MDW. I was in a band <laughs> Yep. in high school with okay. my friend Tyler Pease. Go t- hi, Tyler. And What's we, up? And we hi, named, Tyler. We named it Move Don't Wait. And... Those are also, MDW is also my initials. That's super cool, man. So How did Tyler <laughs> feel about that? You know, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I would guess Tyler probably was advocating for it. We you all, should name this after your initials. No, we, we, we knew that it was bad. And we changed it w- immediately when we got to college mm. to West of West. Mm. Yes. You got bullied? <laughs> we got bullied. Probably. <laughs> that is what happened. Let's, go, let's circle and back around here to right, Holly. Not, e- not even got bullied. <laughs> Get bullied. <laughs> Oh boy! So Maybe, but as editor, do you think you could change the music for season two to some <laughs> yeah. West of West? You know, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I think if it's still, still anywhere on the internet. I think Jason Paljug, if you listen to Jason, maybe you could send us an email with some of that music. I think he's probably got it somewhere. Yeah. Hey, okay. So, um, and and Holly, you're married. More to me you're married that. to you're married to Morgan, I and uh, I actually taught Morgan. You did. You so were I, his, I think you were his favorite teacher. Mm. Which, if ev- if the listeners can kind of just take a second and think, if Jesse was my husband's teacher, the age difference there. Um, he, and also, it wasn't like he was in high school. <laughs> he was in middle school. Was he really? He was like my son's <laughs> age. 
but he was my favorite student. You tell mm. him that. Yeah. You tell him that. So we, you know, we're all about exploring vocation, how God is honored in a variety of vocations. You know, if you, you know, if you're tuning in for the first time. We've talked about this in the past. How uh, our word vocation comes from the Latin word vocare, which means to call. And so we like to kind of go down the the trail of how God is honored in a variety of different vocations, how uh, he calls different people to different things. In your case, uh, we'd love to hear a little bit more about what you do. What's your vocation, Holly? Yeah, well, I um, graduated from tech as an English major and went on to um, be a writer at Virginia Tech for a few years before um, having our second child and... Um, after that, I worked for our church, Valley Bible Church, for a couple years um, in a lot of different roles. Like how many titles did I have there? Eight? Hey, <laughs> Just kidding. I don't, I don't think no. you need to bring that yeah. up. Talk about someone else's <laughs> shame. <laughs> but that was also me, Michael. How I get to make fun of Jesse. <laughs> no, um, I, lo- I loved working at the church, um, but then when the pandemic hit, we decided to um, keep our oldest home and homeschool him. So I went from that job to a, um, a homeschool, homeschooling stay-at-home mom. And, you know, it was an experience where I learned that that is for some people mm-hmm. and not for other people. And so I no longer homeschool. Um, but it was it was an, a very sanctifying, great year to be home. But, mm. um, yep, now I am back to work part-time stay at home most of the time with our kids but i'm very excited to yeah be here with the bonhoeffer house excellent we're going to ask you what makes you so excited but but uh we were bringing up that you have a kind of micro farm so so i mean it might be worth no no no, i've just it might be worth talking a little bit about that so you you guys have animals yep yeah so i i grew up in the middle of the suburbs had never been on a working farm until i met my husband and on our first date our first date, he took me home to meet his parents. On well, you yeah. got to do it yeah. on your first date, <laughs> <laughs> Morgan. That is a boss move. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yep, he did. Um, yeah. yeah at, and you're gonna want to meet my at parents. the farm. Yep, and at he took me to meet the goats as well. The goats. Mm. So, um, and that you was, just knew he's a keeper. I knew <laughs> that was the moment. I thought this is this is, this is forever right here. So and yeah. If I recall, when we interviewed zoe robinson she shouted you out for owning a shirt that says the great indoors i think now i have two great indoors shirts (laughs) so yeah my calling um if we're gonna use that language was never to live anywhere where i'd have to deal with animals but god knows better god Mm. knows better and so yeah we just recently moved to a little mini farm um we have about seven acres. We have so many goats. How many goats? We have 18 goats. 18 yeah, goats. Yeah, actually we got Soon 15. to be more. Well, we got, we got 15 and on the, on the first day. They made day, more goats? On the first day they came home, Morgan said, it looks like some of them are pregnant. And I was like, oh, okay, no big deal, whatever. <laughs> um, that's just, you know, nine months, right? That's how animals work. And um, he left to go to work the next day. Good, solid, like 12-hour work day. And, um, my son ran up from the house and was like, mom, there's a puppy in the goat pen. I was like, we don't, we definitely don't have any puppies. So I walked down there and, uh, one of our goats 
yeah, like 24 hours after arriving home had given birth and she, yep. So now we've got, mm. now we have 18 goats. We just recently got a male goat. Um, his name is Enrique. He's a Spanish goat. We named, nicknamed him Rico and then double nicknamed him Rico Suave. Mm. And he has one job on our farm. That to make more goats? I think our, re- our listeners can can guess but yeah, do they all have names or just Rico? oh they all have names every single one of them um but yeah so just just to give a little um a story about how non-farmy i am we went to go pick out rico from a goat breeder and um they showed us a couple goats in the front and i was like there's they're nice they look like our our girl goats nanny goats um I think that's right. Gosh, <laughs> yes, that's right. And um, <laughs> then they said, "Okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna take you back here." And they like took us back through their barn and like closed off some doors behind us and brought us to the back room of their barn and um, opened the door. And there were these creatures, and I can only describe in my head. I just assumed that these goat breeders had like genetically mixed up a cow and a goat like they were so big and I had no clue what animal I was looking at and I looked at Morgan like hey babe where what, are we where are, are you these? also this was a date night I you were watching my kids Jesse and he took yeah he took me to pick out our male goat um so I like looked at the nice farmer and I was like so what is what what are these animals and she was like these are these are male goats I was like um uh, duh yeah they are of course so this is what this is what we're buying today okay cool so in case you have never seen a male goat you should google it because they look they look anyway that just explains you know my farming mm. know-how you we also have a right donkey in. and you have a donkey we have a donkey and okay. her name is petunia and i mm. i um you she'll be to, in our will she'll you be seem in to our genuinely will. love the donkey i love petunia uh, i don't I mean, what you said earlier was pretty harsh about animals, but yeah. you did you did seem to have a lot of love for your donkey. Yeah, um, she's she's very overweight, and so mm. Morgan does not like for me to feed her. But I sneak out of the house <laughs> with, oh my with leftovers and feed her just so that she'll love me. And <laughs> she does. That she does. Seems Sorry, Morgan. Yeah. Now you know. <laughs> But it's been a very, it's been a really cool experience because mm. I'm watching my kids um, learn work ethic and mm. I, I am learning work ethic <laughs> that I've never known before. Um, and it's, it's, it's a beautiful place to live. So, Amen. Amen. So talk a little bit about what is most exciting to you about joining the Bonhoeffer House staff team. Surely there's a lot. Oh, I, man. How where do, do I choose? even begin? Yeah, yeah, where do I begin? No, truly, I am, I'm so excited to work with you guys and work with the Bonhoeffer House. I am really passionate about um, women in the church and um, women feeling empowered to lead and um, to learn and grow. And I'm excited to see where the Bonhoeffer House is going with that. Um, so I'm excited for that. I'm also just really excited to, um, be part of watching God's kingdom grow through, um, the Bonhoeffer house. I have had kind of a first hand view of it. My, my brother-in-law is, um, 
one of the planters at South City, and my very best friends are the Robinsons up at the Cairn in um, Canada. And so I've got to watch from afar for a while, so now it's fun to um, be part of it. That's awesome. Yeah, Drew and Leah, Paulette. Shout out. South City Church in Richmond. We'll, we'll throw that in the show notes. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Craig and Zoe up at the Cairn were some of our first early Bonhoeffer House apprentices. Uh, so, and you've been watching, you know, all along from that first date at the Paulette Farm. So <laughs> what... Uh, <laughs> well, I'm nervous to ask this next question. What makes you most nervous about working with us? Oh, man. That list is long as well. No, <laughs> no, honestly, um, yeah, it's it's less of you guys, but it's more so just um, it is it is an interesting dynamic to transition my brain from being home with um, my kids and then transition into um, work brain is what I like is to it call s- it. Is it so much different though, working with me and Michael and working with your kids? Uh, it, there are definitely similarities. Some similarities. <laughs> there are some similarities, especially <laughs> our oldest. Um, no, it, it has been, yeah, it's been really, it's been so good for me though. Um, does your oldest clap after <laughs> he has a good idea? <laughs> Michael and I clap for ourselves. That when happened we, today. When they had a good, good idea ideas. and they started cheering for themselves. I was like, what are you guys doing? Michael's like, this is what we do when we have Celebration good ideas. Celebration is a, is, a, is a very important it's part key. of the Bonhoeffer house. It is. And you guys do we it celebrate well. our wins. You guys are proud of yourselves. And I'm so proud of you for we being We celebrate proud of our yourselves. wins <laughs> and we determine when we win. So we can celebrate any time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Anytime. so that that's what I'm most nervous about. But I I am already um, I'm already enjoying the change of of brain space. So <laughs> mm. it's nice to think about more than sleep schedules and diaper changes mm. for 15 hours a week. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, Holly, talk a little bit about how you navigate the competing demands of family and work. So you know, surely we have some some listeners who are in that same boat where they're trying to figure out how do I transition from you know mom brain or dad brain at home taking care of family stuff take take care of the house and then and then transitioning into work how do you navigate those competing demands yeah i i struggle a lot with um controlling all of the moving parts and wanting to wanting to have control over each thing and so really it's just been a discipline of deciding that it's okay to not have control of every single thing at all times. Um, you know, handing, handing the reins off for certain hours of the week and trusting other people. I, honestly, that sounds silly, but when that's all I've done for the last year and a half, especially, um, it's also hard to ask for help. And I think that's been something I'm learning a lot is that it's okay to ask for help and um, it's good to ask for help and it's really good for me and um, my brain, but also my walk with the Lord to humble myself, ask for help, but also pursue things that I'm passionate about. And um, yeah, I think that there is so much room for, there's room for everything and uh, it's a matter of priorities and trusting that God's got it instead of me having to have all of it for sure. And, you know, he teaches me that by things crashing a lot when I try to have control of everything. So, mm-hmm. so, so when you think about setting priorities, you know, it's, it's really about priorities that, 
how do you navigate ordering mm-hmm. your priorities? Is that something you and Morgan talk through? Are you praying through that? You know, if, if two things are in conflict, which one do you say, now this one's got to go because this one's more important? Yeah, well, um, my family always comes first. And um, that's kind of what we've decided. But that's not just me who's decided that, too. Like Morgan and his work, he, um, I tell everyone he's a farmer. That's not really what he does. <laughs> he sort of does that. But um, he's got a job with, our, with Virginia Tech and uh, local county here and so but for him too like our family comes first the health of our family um comes first and so yeah that always is priority but that can look different so that can look like us entrusting things and to other people we have we have great family and amazing community here who help us and are um really important it's really important for me for my kids to be around other people than just us um and so that's that's such a gift to to have community to um walk with them so that when our priorities you know when when things get a little wonky with balancing it all finding like a harmony of everything it's it's less about balance and definitely more about finding harmony between um all of the different things and and I read somewhere, I don't even know who I heard this from, but thinking of everything being like um, balls being thrown up in the air and some of those bounce and some of those are plastic, but some of them are glass. And so making sure that the glass ones don't, don't fall um, mm. and being okay with the other ones bouncing sometimes. Mm. That's good. And you kind of have to pre, you have to know ahead of time, right? Because my experience with throwing the balls up in the air and trying to catch them is once they're up there, they all look the same. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know this. I, I have to catch this one. Right. And then what I catch is like setting my fantasy football lineup <laughs> on time or you got to catch it. But no, that's a bouncy one. That's, that's you're going to be okay. If you don't catch that one. So it helps to have that in advance to know these are, this is our, our priorities. Mm-hmm. These are the orders of our loves and commitments and responsibilities. So that's really helpful. Do you have any other kind of tips, tricks, habits? Uh, when you think about trans, you know, back and forth and balance, I like the idea of harmony. Harmony is, you don't have to be a Buddhist to like harmony, right, Michael? I You like yeah, harmony. Move, I don't do. wait. <laughs> don't, move, don't wait. Incorporated a lot of harmony. harmony. <laughs> Generally, yeah. musicians like harmony. Yeah, harmony, yeah. I'd say, is even maybe a New Testament ethic of, of yeah. beauty and things working together. I think even when you think about, like, in the biblical storyline, the incorporation of the, of the ethnicities and the nations into the people of God represents not like a flat line, we're all the same, but a kind of harmonious, we're bringing different things to the table. There's different components here that when they come together, they, uh, th- there's an improvement. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of harmony between, uh, rather than a, a kind of work-life balance, which is, you know, obviously impossible to, to, to really even know what it is, uh, harmony you know, sound, seems like it's a really helpful way to think about that, Holly. Do you have any, maybe even more practical tips? Like, do you use Google Calendar? Do you use, or do you use like um, Things app? Are there, let's get some sponsorship here. What do you use? <laughs> That's what I'm here for, right? To keep yourself <laughs> in order. Man, I do not use anything like that. I am a full-on paper person. So I have a paper planner. Old school. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have lots of I have lots of practical things. I um, meal plan for us. 
um, fully. We grocery shop once a week and Kroger pickup. There we go. Sponsorship. <laughs> Kroger. Yes. You can do the pickup there. Yeah. Um, use the app. The app's really easy to use. I'm trying to work <laughs> this. Um, <laughs> they they make replacements if they don't have things. Do. Although they're Kroger, terrible. if you're listening, they're terrible. Golly. Like it's I, like somebody's like, I don't know, this is in the same aisle. I'll just throw it in there. <laughs> yeah. I was keeping my mouth closed for that reason. Yeah, I don't do yeah. the Kroger pickup. <laughs> we don't like we, we, we just lost the sponsorship. <laughs> like you guys We do love Kroger. Yeah. We yeah. shop at Emily and I shop at Kroger all the time. Man. There like, you go. Yeah. Maybe you just got it back for us, Michael. <laughs> Um, yeah, we have a big, I have a weekly calendar that we keep that has everything on it from, you know, the schedule of our day, who's picking up who, um, what we're eating for dinner that night, all the things uh, on there. Um, just lots of communication, honestly. Probably over-communicate that <laughs> it would be what Morgan would say. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, do you have five minutes for me to go through plans and he's like nope nope I don't have it just just plan it so <laughs> we um we kind of break down our uh yeah he is he's our CEO is what I call him and I would be the COO the chief operating mm. officer so yeah just honestly communication has been the biggest thing for us because um knowing who's doing what when where has been really helpful um, yeah, lots of planning ahead. Um, yeah, big planner. Yeah, mm, that's good. And you guys have time to communicate when you drop your kids off at our house. Yeah. So that's a fun little habit that, yeah. we, that we share. Yeah, where, that's another uh, good thing. Jenny and I and Morgan and Holly trade off babysitting once a month. We do. Yeah. And uh, watch each other's kids. We do that so that Holly and Morgan can go pick out goats. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank and you they so do that much. so Jenny and I could go on walks and go out to dinner and have dates. <laughs> Thank I you for contributing to the well, Paulette yeah, homestead. Well, have dates. <laughs> they have dates as well. Yeah. What do you What do you think? <laughs> just Just because our dates look different. Yeah. That's right. Farmer mean. dates. <laughs> I get that. I get that. So we truly, though, on our dates, I I believe we've picked out a tractor on a separate date, <laughs> and we've definitely picked out Enrique on one of the dates. So thank That's you great. so much for. That. That's good. That's another <laughs> little little uh, habit that you could pick up if you're listening. Find someone to swap. Yeah. Swap watching kids with someone. Truly, you trust. though, that totally. is that is such a gift. I think that um, when talking about planning, planning out time for rest too, we um, we Sabbath and we plan for that. So we plan our we plan our weeks around that, and we plan our weeks around um, ensuring that we each have. You know, we're both introverts. I'm. I would call myself a closet introvert. I fake being an extrovert mm. pretty well, but um, some people are so so introverted that they actually go into the closet to be alone. Honestly, they're I closet hide, introverts. I would call like a, more <laughs> of the bathroom. Like I hide a lot, a lot, a lot of times. That's where um, I set my fantasy lineup. <laughs> That's where you keep that ball in the air. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Hammer and Quill Season 2, okay? We are excited about Season 2 of the Hammer and Quill. We're going to change a few things up this season, aren't we, Michael? Yes. Uh, We are going to... Editor-in-Chief Michael. (laughs) We've decided to go with a true crime (laughs) podcast. (laughs) 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 What if? What if? Seems to be working well (laughs) for everyone. (laughs) 
So we thought maybe we'd switch out that murder mystery. That feels on brand. murder Maybe we thought we'd follow in the footsteps of Mike Hosper with the uh, rise and fall of Mars Hill. Yeah. We got to find something to do. But no, we're not doing that. We're not doing a true <laughs> crime thing. All right. We're, we're not. Those, those are great. But what we're going to do is we are going to be uh, focusing on some mini series in season two. So, you know, for this season, we're going to take a look at our first couple series we're going to do are going to be on craftsmanship mm-hmm. and on the future of theological education. So these are in line with who we are with the Bonhoeffer House. Yeah. The hammer, the house, and the quill represent uh, the hammer being uh, theological education, formation, training, getting down to work in, in our training of future leaders, our forming of future leaders. And so, but what we want to look at is, is theological education right now is kind of like, uh, well, I think uh, really any kind of education right now is like the Wild West. You know, it's in COVID for sure, especially in COVID. But even before that, with uh, the Internet, with online learning, with, um, you yeah. know, seminary scrambling to, to, to retain students, to be able to keep keep balancing the budgets when students don't have to go and enroll in person anymore. And so we want to look at the future of theological education. We'll be interviewing a, I, we hope, a diverse kind of panel of guests over the course of that mini-series. We're going to do one on craftsmanship, where we're going to look at the, uh, the, the kind of workmanship, the, the, the being... Using your hands. Using your hands, using, you know, yeah. like getting down to dirty with, with, it, with your work. And, and uh, so we'll be interviewing some guests who work in different kind of blue-collar jobs, more um, trades that require handiwork. And uh, but bef- some of the things that we're going to do on every episode is the three of us will be together for our intro and outro of each episode. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Talking about so introing guests, talking about what we're excited about. And then on, on the on the outro, kind of doing a quick recap of the episode. Yeah. It'll be like kind of a like an immediate response. We'll kind of, you know, yeah, riff a little bit on the episode and some initial thoughts as well as a little quick preview about what's coming up next. So that'll be fine. We'll get in the studio together. We'll kind of cut it up and, uh, and, and, and in that time too, we'll get to hear about whatever new animals Holly has been picking up yep. with Morgan. Just we'll, you wait. Just we'll you wait. <laughs> I'm begging for a horse for Christmas. Oh, I actually, I'm actually begging for that. Yeah. He's not going to get us one because I really, I should add, like, I don't really do anything for the farm <laughs> other than talk about doing things for the farm. You just, so, you want a horse, but I you don't want to take care of the horse. I don't want to take care of it. No. That's why I have it. kids. That's why mm. I have kids. That's what they're... To take care of the horse. <laughs> yes. yes. They might need to get a little older. I mean, you and your four-year-old out there taking care of the yeah. horse? She's afraid of most animals, so... I so that's probably don't, but she likes she likes petunia. We all like petunia. <laughs> Big fat petunia. The three of us are going <laughs> to. She's intro. on a diet, Jesse. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that diet's not going to work when carrots and apples. When you it's sneak out to give her food, <laughs> the three of us are going to intro and outro each episode. And part of that intro time is we'll take a little bit of time to outline a little bit about what's going on with uh, with the Bonhoeffer House. So we'll do some calendar mm-hmm. stuff. We'll let you, our listeners, know about events coming up. And, uh, and really just talk about the future direction of the Bonhoeffer House, where we're excited to be going, the things that are happening, and so on. Here's one that's kind of sad, is we're cutting the baseball card intro question. Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> that was we good. We, a, we actually have Oh, it. it's on the yeah. Oh, one. man. You don't need that. You got no, me No, but now we have Holly to do the, uh, <laughs> the voice work. 
No more baseball card intro question. We went like two for 26 with that <laughs> in season one. Nobody knew. Nobody. What we were we like, were talking they about. were like, do you want to know how much I weigh? This seems really inappropriate. Jesse. Yeah. Why are you asking me this? <laughs> they did ask, what should you, what should we change this season? And that was the first thing I mm, said. Yeah. So you're so welcome. So two for 26. <laughs> if you, if you've studied the back of baseball cards is really not a very good batting average. <laughs> and so we've decided to just just kill it it's dead so if you're happy that it's gone you have holly to thank you're and if welcome. you're sad that it's gone you have holly to blame I'm yes sorry. <laughs> something tells me there's not gonna be many people blaming you on that one holly so no more baseball card intro question i'm really excited about where we're going this season i'm excited about going in these different mini series and building on that as we go forward i'm yeah. excited about some of the guests we have lined up but i don't want to say them yet yes partially because we need to actually we got to get some confirmations. <laughs> We've got some we great really guests ideas. in in store for you this we season. We clapped for our ideas, <laughs> <laughs> but we have yet to clap for getting them. The confirmation. We'll get them lined up, and, and then we'll, we'll clap again. Know, and then we'll clap again. So, hey, let's close this episode out with a lightning round with Holly. Yes. Boy. So, Holly, we do a lightning round for our guests, and in this, I'm going to ask some questions. And you're just, I'm going to rattle them off and then you're going to, you're going to respond just quickly off the cuff, you know? So first one is this, what is one surprising thing that you love? It can't be Petunia. (laughs) I've ruined that. I love my donkey. No. That would have been a good one. It would have been. Man, that would have been a really good one. Do you want to know mine? Sure. Jesse, Jesse loves sharing. I was about to say, Jesse, do you want me it's, to ask you the lightning round questions? It's going to become not surprising because of how much you're sharing. This it. won't be surprising for some of you, but I love Nick Cage as an actor. Um, so grocery shopping is my opportunity to pretend like I'm shopping when really I'm just getting grapes and necessities. Baby wipes. Yeah. Yeah. But you get to pick out. The green grapes? I do. I get the choice. The green or red. It's so exciting. Organic or not? <laughs> yep. That is, not that is fun. It's That's <laughs> fun. Yeah. That's fun. So, okay. next question. What's your favorite podcast besides The Hammer and Quill? Oh, beside The Hammer and Quill. Man, I... Um, you weren't going to say The Hammer and Stop. Quill. Stop. Just... They, I was. Second, so, in other words, what's second, your second what's my favorite, second favorite podcast? podcast? Okay. I feel like I'm being set up by both of you for this. So, I'm going to start with saying ones that I do love. Like, I love Risen Motherhood. I love a podcast called Coffee and Crumbs. Coffee and Crumbs. Yes. Okay. Um, but what I know you want me to say, which is my genuine favorite podcast. You don't know what we want you to say, I do. Just say I it. do because you make fun of me for it all the time. It is called The Big Boo Cast. And yep, yep. So yeah, okay, all the golf claps. Big Mama and Boo Mama. Yes, okay, it's two women, Melanie Schenkel and Sophie Hudson. They're probably listening, and this is just going to all bounce back and and everything. It is two women who are probably 20 years older than me who talk about, you know, the things that they buy on Amazon and their high school students and, um, their children or high school students and all sorts of things. It's so random, but they're both, they're actually both Christian authors and, um, it's hilarious. It's so refreshingly nonsense and I just love it. Oh, love I love it. it too. I'm a Big patron. Mama? I pay money. You're, oh, yes, wow. You're like a real fan. Like $12 a year. I That's think. That's a new development. Yeah. That's a big fan. Yeah. yeah. 
Because I got to get, they, they do like, um, Oh, you get like special releases. Yeah, it's oh two extra episodes. to like talk mm. about fall fashion and, oh, man. Um, we the newest this. Pixar movie. We it's could talk great. about fall fashion. We could, that's yeah, why we could I'm have a here, Patreon. guys. Yes. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. Let's we'll, do it. we'll link to these podcasts in the show notes. Yeah. So what don't are, sleep on the big boot. Cast. Listen, we are not, cast. we're not haters. Hey, the big boot cast is going to get some extra listens because of us. Yeah. I will say we, uh, this summer we, we worked on a mentoring workbook and we were all listing off some books, some resource books, um, for what we should read. And, you know, Jesse listed off some Bonhoeffer and Eugene Peterson and gentle and lowly, all these really awesome books. And I was like, could we add one called, um, giddy up Eunice on that one? <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that it was the one that was quoted the most. And well, you, you I did don't know. write it. I did write it and it hasn't been second edited. So maybe they'll come out. But. Giddy up Eunice. Well, that's a good transition. What are some of your favorite, who are some of your favorite authors? Hmm. Some of my favorite authors. Yeah, I left it on there. Thank you so much. So, <laughs> much. so who wrote Giddy Up Eunice? Yeah, Sophie Hudson did. Sophie yeah. Hudson. She, um, probably my favorite author is Jen Wilkin, Jackie Hill Perry, Annie Downs um, mm. on the nonfiction side of things, Tim Keller, um, John Mark Comer. Yes. And then on the fiction side of things, I love, love, love to read. So, um I don't know if I have any favorite fiction authors, but you could, you could just answer the next. What are some of your favorite recent books? Favorite recent Boom, books. Go. Okay. Um, I just read a book called this tender land. That was wonderful by William Kent Kruger. Um, the midnight library. Um, gosh. Yeah. Those are two that come to mind as like some of the, the best ones I've read recently. Mm. Are those, Very good. Are those both fiction? Both fiction. Yep. Great. We'll link to those. How about uh, maybe a favorite show? What are you watching? Oh, right now we are we are trucking our way through Ted Lasso so joyfully. It yeah. is so good. So good. But on like a regular day, I'm mostly watching things on HGTV or Food Network, like the Pioneer Woman. Just, mm. She's kind of like my life. Mm. She has a husband who's a farmer and yeah. she likes to cook. So that's kind of me. <laughs> All right. All right. The pioneer woman. All right. What do you do to get unstuck in your work? If you're, if you're stuck on something, what helps you get unstuck? Get the kind of your brain flowing mm. again. Um, I love to, I love to read. So oftentimes my work has looked like writing. And so reading helps with that. Um, just to kind of, uh, remember good words and <laughs> be reminded of the power of good words. So, mm. Excellent. Excellent. All right. What's your desert island food? Oh, man. Um, main meal or dessert? Main meal, I'll say like any sort of like rice bowl, like, uh, like a chipotle burrito bowl or mm -hmm. something from Roots or mm -hmm. um, Meza. So good. So good. Yes. So like rice, protein, veggies. And then dessert, like I, my favorite also, uh, I should say chips and salsa. Chips and salsa is like my favorite food, but a good chocolate chip cookie with vanilla ice cream on top. Always my go-to. That is, that is just a classic. Mm, it's mm. so good. It's all you need. Mm. How about a book currently on your nightstand? What are you reading now? Um, I, or books. <laughs> for the first time in my life, am reading the Harry Potter series. <gasps> yes, I've never watched the movies. I don't know anything that's happening. And I have purposefully, if someone starts talking about it, I like will scream and run the other direction. 
like my son found some song synopsis of Harry Potter and was like, look, mom, it's Harry Potter. And I was like, turn it off now <laughs> and ran away. Um, so I'm on book seven. I'm on the last one. I'm we so excited. talked about this because you have not read them either. <gasps> you haven't? I've never read a Harry <gasps> Potter book or seen a movie. Okay, so you don't know them either. I don't. It is it is the best experience. D- Dumbledore. Yep, yep. I won't um, say anything. I I don't know what Jesse, I'm doing on you this should do team. it. You should do it. Should I do it? Oh, My son Elijah has read I, them I know. multiple I times. I talk to him about it it's all a, the time. It's a phenomenon. Like this is literally studied in universities. Yeah. Because it of is. how much th- this series I don't care. the writing is phenomenal the oh the themes you do care you were an english professor i was an english listen i don't care <laughs> all right i'll read them such a hipster you should read them <laughs> that's truly though i never read them because everyone always said yes everyone always liked them so i thought i like good literature i'm not doing that you're doing the same thing don't be like me all right, I won't be a hater. I'll read it. I listen. I'm not against reading. Reading them. It's just a. It's a. It's a big commitment. It is. It is. I'm reading a lot right now, Michael, <laughs> and so it's a lot to commit to read. That's true. Yeah, you are like so many thousands. On a PhD. Yes, yeah. I have to read so much. You should. You could add that All in. All right. Well, just. Do you want me to see if I could get a PhD seminar on Harry Potter? Yeah. I bet you could or use like, some or references. Or like Gandalf. Have your have your one of your children read them, at like a family reading time. Out loud to me? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Or you can listen. They're all free on Hoopla. I mean, Hoopla, another partnership. Oh, Hoopla. <laughs> if you don't have Hoopla, you should download can, Hoopla. Can, that's like regional libraries, though. Can, yep. they, can we get sponsored? I think they'll sponsor us. Montgomery County Regional <laughs> Library. Final question, Holly. Favorite holiday? We've oh, got holidays man. coming up. What's your favorite? Christmas. There's no question about it. All right, so it. tell tell us real quick as we as we outro the show. Okay. Your favorite thing that you do during the Christmas season. Man, well, um, gosh, everything about Christmas is so enchanted. I feel like. Um, do you listen to Christmas music year round? Not year round, okay. no. But I do start in November, which okay. feels which feels that's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, do Big Mama and Boo Mama have a Christmas episode? They do have a Is Christmas episode. Is it only for episode. Patreon sponsors? I don't know. You'll have to see. You should sign up. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'll do you that sh- when I finish the Harry Potter <laughs> series. We're going to have a Christmas episode this year. We are. Yeah, we I'm are. so excited and about gonna it. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, most recent thing that we've done, we got Advent Blocks and um, it has felt like the perfect blend. My my kids have kind of an interesting age gap. Um, so it's been a really good blend of, you know, a, a nine-year-old versus a one-year-old all being able to hear the Christmas story. And yeah, it started really beautiful conversations. And, um, I feel like all of Christmas is just a conversation waiting to happen and it's all joyful. So mm. I love, I love that. Me too. Me too. I love anything Advent related for Christmas. Love Christmas. Probably my favorite season too. You, Michael? Me three. Favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. I do love all the fall and oh, winter yes. holidays, though. Thanksgiving is a close second. Thanksgiving's yeah. so great. Oh, I love eating so much food and then watching football and falling asleep. I think it's probably Emily's number one. Number one. Really? I, I don't know that for sure, but with how much we both enjoy good food, mm. yeah, homemade food, mm. 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 it's mm. all coming up. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm going to go eat some cookies and ice cream. Thank you to Holly Paulette for joining us for season two, episode one 
of the Hammer and Quill. Holly will be joining us for all of season two Woo. for our intro and our outros. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Please subscribe, review us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. Throw some five-star reviews our way. Until next time, peace. Peace.